here we are with shit. Peter, how do I do this? Yeah, with oh, is it Fellowship Star Wars Pitch Black or That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we are with Fellowship Star Wars Pitch Black Season 2 Episode 8 Genesis of Destruction. We are in February 2022. I don't remember the last time we recorded an episode because a bunch of shit happened. Uh, but here we are, gang. We're back. We're back, listeners. We're going to do the finale of the show now. So if you remember what happened last session, good for you. We don't. I think it doesn't matter. So, uh, well, how do we do this? Oh, yeah. I am Devin playing the over uh, playing the Overlord playbook, the Lord Marshal of the Necromonger Horde. And with me here today is... Stephanie, who's playing 411KM, an android, using the Air playbook. Peter as Shining Peak, an Alvanian Force Mystic and Ogre. Ian, playing Sicarius A. Harch, uh, the Spider playbook. Alden, playing Zevendre, Human Jedi Knight, using the Lantern playbook. Now, vaguely, I remember where we last left off. You're getting ready to do your last charge of the Light Brigade, the final kind of fly-in to deal with... Um, the over the Lord Marshal, his machine, and the demons from Kandar that are haunting him in this entire Strait of Messina. Unfortunately, that first part, which we never recorded and never played, listeners, this is kind of like a meta bit. That first part is lost to time, and we will start directly in the aftermath of that encounter. Holden, and by Holden I mean Zevendre, Jedi Knight. You are, I don't want to say you wake up like you were asleep, but like, you know, when you nod off or like maybe you get a concussion and like you just kind of start yourself back up, that's what happens to you, Seven. You're in pain. You feel like you've been exercising. There's minor wounds and like signs of a scuffle and signs of you being an adventurer over you. And you are clearly in the middle of the wreckage of a building. There's the sounds of um, alarms, of people running, of uh, a bit of chaos. Um, The sky is not right. And we're going to have to get into what that means pretty quick. But first, Zevin, what are your instincts here? The very last thing you remember is pretty much nothing. You know who you are. You know what your mission is. But like the connective tissue between now and even the planning stage is super fucking vague. It's 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 a it's a fog. I'm going to look around for people who need help. Uh, there are Lasats, dead Lasats, soldiers, warriors, civilians, uh, just all over the place. Some of them, none of them are necromongers, and littered among the no, there are necromongers here. There are necromongers all over the place. Lasat necromongers, the normal ones, and interspersed between them are. Whoa, whoa, like, whoa, whoa! Are you implying there's being a Lasat is not normal? What? So um, there were dead necromongers, there were, there were Lasat necromongers and normal necromongers, and that, sir, is species. Well, like ones that are or alive. Progression. Um, interspersed between their bodies, you can clearly see the remains of clone troopers and also a different type of clone trooper you don't recognize. Like, they have the white armor and they have the gear, but it's, it's different. It looks like a stormtrooper. This is what you see around you, and, like, a lot of people aren't running through the chaos because, like, buildings are on fire and there's damage and wrecked ships everywhere. A lot of people are staring up or at an angle. Uh, I should probably look where they're looking. So the world isn't an open sky like you're used to on a planet. You are standing 
in the interior of a cylinder, a cylinder large enough to hold like large strips of continents, like an O'Neill cylinder in speculative science fiction, except right, it's not yeah. a man. It's not a right. man-made construct. Um, the world has bent around you. You can very much see that as you look up the curves of the cylinder, where Lasat begins and ends, and where other planets like Hoth and uh, other worlds start and end. And at either end of this sky, of the cylinder, is a black and red outlined black hole. In the middle of it, staring down at Lasat, is a space station. No, I already made it, I already said the wrong word because it couldn't be a space station. It's too big. And it can't be a planetary object because it's too large. It's round, it has an indent on it, and it's staring down basically all these worlds at the end of the cylinder, peering out from the, 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 nadir of the black hole the uh, the uh, the accretion disk the event horizon i'm taking it i'm getting bad vibes from it you could not be possibly getting worse vibes in your entire existence as a spiritual like sensitive like enlightened being by being able to understand the vibrations and the rightness of reality you can tell that nothing about this is good nothing about this is going to be free of cruelty or pain you also sense the you also sense the Lord Marshals behind you. Okay, so I should probably at this point turn around then. He doesn't look like the Lord Marshal. He's not a thirteen foot tall death metal skeleton. He lo- he just looks like a given. He just looks like a skeleton man in a doctor's outfit with what looks like you know because you're an expert on this a lightsaber wound from your lightsaber just gutting him right in his side, and he's just lying against some rubble, waiting for you to come to him, and you're starting to remember things. You did do a final rush on the Lord Marshal's installation in the Lagrange point between the sisters at, in the center of the Strait of Messina, the black holes that make this place the way it is. You remember you and your allies breaking through the defenses, slaying and striking down the abominations held within, and getting into your final climactic battle. And you remember that the Overlord pressed the button. Doesn't seem to have gone very well for either of us. No! No, no one's happy about this. Well, uh, I do. Let's see. Well, I found someone who needs help. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did. And I do have uh, two uses of a healing kit in my gear, so I'm going. So uh, I'm going to head over to Jesus Christ. Do we remember this guy's name before he was the Lord Marshal? No, the very specific thing about this that carries even over into the sequel game, Spiders and Snakes, where Peter plays this guy's son, is no one knows his name. It's not possible. It's lost to oblivion. Yeah. This is exalted. Yeah. It's gone. It just is not there. Well, he's lost just about everything, then, hasn't he? But not his life. And uh, we're I mean, you're a clever guy. Stop if you that can, from happening. If you can't think of a name, he does have another name. Doctor. Yeah. So I'm going to head over to <laughs> the doctor and, uh, take out the, and take out my med kit. I assume that's still with me. And see what I can do about making about that uh, that hole in his gut that I'm probably responsible for. Yeah, you, you get a pretty strong feeling you did this. He uh he like puts up his hand when you were gonna approach and like for the wound, he's like, you shouldn't do that. And yet here we are. I don't know how to fix this, but I don't know if you should help me. I'm pretty sure if you kill me, it'll stop some of this. That may well be so. 
I um, applying the first aid, just kind of ignoring his protests. I uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about what you said. A lot of time. There's um, there's a lot of it there, and I couldn't help but. What what's the dark side? An aberration. A stain on the force brought about by presence of suffering in the world. There are those, <clears throat> some of them in the history of my own order, who believe that that indicated a dualism within the force, that suffering was part of the nature of life and the nature of the force. <sighs> but that but, isn't the. But that isn't <clears throat> correct. The presence of the dark side indicates a work for those of us who are aware of the Force and sensitive to it, to erase suffering in the universe, to alleviate pain, though not through the methods you've unfortunately been roped into, to make the universe a better place, not an empty one. Which is ultimately your work as well, Doctor. Which is why you're sticking around to continue performing it. I, um... Those things, they don't like you. And you really upset them. It, uh... It broke them a little. Like, they're not, they're not perfect. You can't... They're not immune to things. And when you came in to their place to help me, it, um... It let them leak out a bit. It let me get inside of their minds, I think. And it let me kind of see that they're not really... They're not everything they say they are. And I know that's obvious, Jedi. But it's in a different way. I, I, I've served with you. I've treated your soldiers and your clones and your peoples. And I was always told, because they don't talk about the dark side, the Jedi don't talk about their things but you overhear things and your master yoda i remember him talking to a padawan or an apprentice or someone i don't even remember what their faces look like and he said that the dark side was choosing the easy way yes often i think these things prey on that and i think by choosing not to is how you can really undo them I uh, I don't think those aliens you speak to have been wholly truthful to you. In what sense? So, if I understand your story, that you've been told correctly, these aliens, these ancients, these precursors, they left this galaxy, right? I'm going to nod because I'm very thankful right now that he remembers this, because fucking I right? know. Oh thank God, he has access. To, he has access to the campaign notes. Yeah, this is the part where I'm afraid it's going to be a little expository for stuff you already know, and I'm sorry for that. But we got to get ourselves back up to speed. Uh, things the, the listeners may know, I don't know it anymore. Exactly. No, please, please refresh our memories. Please expose it. Well, they... <laughs> session like four months. I know, right? Jesus. Well, he continues like these these those precursors. They um. They decided that they wanted to leave. They wanted to go somewhere. They wanted to take themselves to a higher plane. They wanted to leave the galaxy to other races. And some of them didn't want to go, so they forced them out. 
And they were haunted by these demons, these monsters, their entire existence from their homeworld. But when, when you came into my realm, I started to think, does just packing up and leaving the galaxy and forcing the violent ones in you to shave off the darkness inside of them, is that, is that the long way or the hard way to peace? doesn't particularly sound like it. It sounds easy, right? And these things were so violent and they were so angry at everyone and vengeful and spiteful. And they were haunting these precursors for their entire planet's existence, even beforehand. I don't think when the Zepho left our galaxy to their higher plane of existence, they went to a place that was conducive to, uh, to good thoughts. Damn, that's bleak. For, to connect the dots of people that don't remember, he's implying that the Zepho and the Kandarian demons are the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. they annihilated themselves into demons that are, like, kind of spread out around time. <laughs> By trying to be, like, you know, forcing Buddhism, Buddhist enlightenment on everyone. <laughs> so these things aren't... These things aren't in control. They're, uh, they're mad. And they make mistakes, and they get sloppy, and they get angry. And when you came in, and you all kept rejecting their plan and pushing back against them and mocking them and damaging them and bringing parts up against them. They started to get sloppy around me. And I realized I didn't want to take the easy way out anymore. So I did something. I, um, I changed their machine. What did you do, doctor? There's a place in it for that, um, that ball you have. I don't understand it, but if you can get the ball there, It'll undo all this. It'll collapse all of this back down into their place. And it'll slam the door behind them forever. It'll patch it. No more sequels. Doctor, for all the mistakes you've made, you may have also you may have also <clears throat> saved the universe from a threat as old as it is, and older than galactic civilization. I don't understand what the machine does, and I don't think they do either. And he gestures up to the Death Star in the middle of the black hole. But I think it, what it does is it gathers... It gathers doom. It gathers worst-case scenarios into itself, and it inflicts it on everything around it. I think what we're in right now is the end of the world for all of these worlds. Well, what they've gathered together is all of the worst days the galaxy could ever face. I still don't think that there's anything out there that we're likely to run into that's worse than what you've been through. So, I I think fear, huh? Do you think you can stand? I'm not really here. I'm somewhere else. And I think this is the only chance you're going to have to kill me. And if you do, you'll be able to get the ball to where it needs to go easier. Because I don't know if this is real. I don't know if this plan I made isn't just another long-form trick of theirs. I don't know if I'm real. I could just be like a dummy or a doll they made that thinks they're alive to trick you. Entirely possible. I don't know what you should do. But I hope that by taking the long way, it helps people. I'm not going to take the easy solution and kill you, Doctor. Then you're going to have to find me, because I'm out there. And I'm, uh, I'm causing damage. I'm trying to stop this. Well, at least part of you is here with me now. 
and that's a, that's a start. And then Stefan's going to take out his communicator and see if he can get in touch with any of the rest of the group. Hopefully, with a hopefully communication signals still work in this gestalt hellscape. Madness and chatter blares over the calm as you hear ships exploding, soldiers shooting each other, and hundreds of different armies firing on. As we swing the spotlight to the madness. Yay! So, <laughs> so uh, damn it, I can't remember people's names because it's been months. And you didn't change your names in the Discord or in the, the Zencaster. Shining Peak and 411KM. Yes, you did. I did too. Okay, I'm just calling out Peter. I'm just calling out Peter. Look, devil, I'm in like three games. <laughs> okay, like so Smashy, what are you up to? Shining Peaks, um, you are in a similar situation as uh, Zevin and the rest of the people as we get to them. You are waking up, you are clearly someone who has been exercised and been acting and been taking action. And you are on um, you are on a plate of earth floating in the middle of this cylinder. There are ships uh, like welded together and fused connected to this plate. There's scaffolding and space stations and orbital construction sites all kind of arranged into a slapdash, nightmare, melting scrap metal uh, jungle gym full of explosions and fighting soldiers and astronauts in the zero gravity in the center. On either side, of you is the black hole of the Death Star. And from the different perspectives, like a prism, like light passing through glass, you can see the beams that it fires going down to different directions, splitting apart, firing on different locations, just in slow, skitzing, back and forth, reverberating, like, moments. Like, it's not quite there yet. To introduce the set piece for this session, we are dealing with the World Eater, which is a representation of the Black Hole and the Death Star and all those other apocalypses. So there are three primary locations, the Polar Waste World of Hoth, the Witch Moon of Korriban, and the Warrior Capital of Lasat. They each have three things in front of them, three sort of like stages. Every time the, the world eater gets to meet an objective of it, it removes one of those checks from a world. If it removes all three, the next time it checks that location, that location gets destroyed and gets sucked into the black holes. Now, for drama and stakes sake, I'm not going to say that if they get destroyed here, they're gone forever and you're a lose. But for you guys, it's definitely going to look like that. But I am going to say, ah, you have a clock. A here. You have we a clock. Have with that in a second. Yeah. And when this clock runs out, um, theoretically, you lose the game. Awesome. <laughs> like, okay. that's how the set piece is set up. Theoretically, this is a game over scenario. So, 401KM, you're here as well. With shiny right. peaks on this broken scrapyard scaffold. And you can see part of your ship. It's like, it's not split in half. It's more like it's been pulled apart like an accordion. And there's like repeating fractal versions of your ship's midsection going through like different iterations, like strewn out everywhere, like a slinky that's been strained and like twisted up. Um, and your objective here is to stop the world eater. The world eater is an abstraction. It's a force. It's a it's an oncoming like physical manifestation of the apocalypse and it has stats and it can be affected and you guys have to figure it out with your abilities. But there it, it advances in response to what now? Uh, there's like a bunch of things. I'll bring it up as it comes up basically just cuz you guys can Great. read it on the on the scratch pad but I I don't want to like just start reading it in the in the podcast. Uh, uh, good old scratch pad. 
Yeah. Uh, and the listeners, you guys can just go to Fellowship Book 4 for this. Or Fellowship Book 2 as well has it, but Book 4 is what I reference because a lot of the stuff was like, some stuff was like cleaned up, edited, slightly altered. So I try to use that as a source of truth for these types of games for, for Fellowship. And there on the scrap metal, on the scaffolding, here with you now, 13 feet tall and made of twist, twisted metal is the Lord Marshal. Lightsaber wound in his uh, metallic exoskeleton staring you down, ready to finish the fight and let reality end. Well, I know I didn't do that because I don't have that kind of toy. <laughs> so you are in a showdown with the Overlord and a set piece. Um, basically, I'm going to give you the first action. And my action, I mean, you know, you don't have to say I'm going to make a move. It's just you and 401k are here. The Overlord is there. And you're going to have to hold this stuff off because you could physically hold off this apocalypse. You understand because you have the, uh, the witness to darkness inside of you, like bonded with you. It's feeding you some of the information in its own way that Holden or that Zevin and the Lord Marshal just kind of worked out in its own way. Like it's, it's an intelligent, ancient macrochlorian. It's kind of just picking up on what's happening. Now it's all been revealed to it and trying to translate the stakes to you in the best way it can, you know, through the connection you share. Oh boy. Um, well, first of all, I yeah, this is in the first edition where I could have been the giant, have feats of legends, and pluck the moon out of the sky and just toss it into the black hole. No, you care of the Death Star. You could have taken no. the giant Destiny playbook. It has that move in it. You chose not to. Oh uh, yeah, because I want to be you know awesome in a different way. Exactly. <laughs> okay, um, Kim, where's the orb? We need it. I don't have the. I do not have the orb. It's gone. When did you lose it? I don't know. I just suddenly didn't have it. I don't know where we are or why we're here. And around this well, time, vague memories of you guys starting the final encounter start to kind of bubble up into your various memory parts. <laughs> Vague impressions of a final showdown that went uh, Watchmen. What do you take me for, a Republic comic supervillain? I activated the device f 15 minutes ago. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ozymandias. Um, so, hmm. <coughs> uh, 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 uh. There goes our plan. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, the Lord Marshal will eventually start fucking you up. So Okay. Battle plans, probably. Not like, you know, oh, we have to start doing combat. But, like, start focusing yourself on the immediate <coughs> fucking threat. Okay. I do not think he can be reasoned with. Well, yeah, I wasn't planning on talking to him. That's Zevan's thing. I'm here to punch him. <laughs> <laughs> I could try talking to him. Do you want or to? Not. I don't um. know. Do you? Do you need something? What will? What will help in this situation? Uh, I don't know. So should I start punching? Or do you want to try talking? You're the leader here. 
I'm not sure this is real, so go ahead and start punching. Okay. I, you know, jump at him and start, you know, wailing. All right, are you a threat to the world? Yes. Haha, we're here. We have arrived. This is showtime. <laughs> Woot! All right, all right, all right, Shiny Peaks, go for it. Uh, do I just do roll finish them, or do I have to keep them busy first, get an advantage, or what have you? Uh, they don't. You don't have advantage on them. The Overlord is there and is overpoweringly strong. Like the Overlord is the maximum threat of the game, and gain advantage on them is difficult. As per the oh. rules of fellowship and advantage, fellowship is like a textual advantage is a is a textual or a contextual sort of thing. Okay, so I guess I'll run off to the edge of this thing we're floating on, grab that you know welded piece of starship tech, and start throwing it at him to keep him distracted, to keep him busy, so then I can weave in between and start actually you know doing damage to him. Go for it. Uh, <coughs> Damn it! I was trying to pause before I sneezed. <laughs> I couldn't. I got button. paralyzed. I was trying to get to the mute button. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> as soon as the sneeze came uh, on, I was like, "Oh, twelve plus!" So they're. Uh, I'm definitely. I'm definitely going to start doing Overlord moves and start burning through my uh, bonds with you. I'm going to burn through my one bond with you to fuck you over as the Overlord. Is that okay? Do it. All right. That's what they're here for. Heart of Iron. So I erase the bond. I'm gonna. You're gonna fail that roll. So whatever the worst result is, you get. And then I'm gonna steal the spotlight and twist the knife. So twist the knife. Do you actually change my result to the minus, or do you just make me fail? But because I think something triggers on like the low roll. Yeah, and the the trigger is you're gonna fail. Um. So he's going to fail no matter what. Yeah, because that's how hard of iron. Okay, but yeah, you don't okay. change my roll; you just make me fail. Yeah, so that's different. Yeah, so he didn't okay. actually generate a six down. Okay. Yeah. So go on. All right. Uh, so yeah, you get up close to the Overlord, um, throwing like you were throwing debris and trying to close the gap and start getting to the like you know fisticuff range, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. As you do all that, you do get close and close the distance. And as like the smoke and burning metal and like atmosphere clears, you run directly into uh, the Lord Marshal's clawed hand around your throat as he picks you up uh, and just has nothing to say. Like it says that they're supposed to speak to you and force them to live their pain, but there's no interesting way for a giant death metal skeleton to do that. What's, he's going to use a scary demon voice. So he's just going to body slam you down through uh, the scaffolding um, using Heinliner, a wormhole is going to open up below you, and a Star Destroyer is going to come out, and he's going to slam you into the Star Destroyer through its deck plating into the bridge where there's a bunch of stormtroopers and like Imperials from you know the, the original trilogy just hanging out in the middle of this combat. But for uh, them, <laughs> yeah. So the hard cut I'm going to make to get you is I'm just going to I'm just going to do damage to you. You know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We've, we've uh, shifted to the Force Awakens. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, no, what? Hey, Devin. What's what the name yeah. of that fucking thing with the Raiders Apprentice? Starkiller. Force Unleashed. 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 Hmm. Yes, sorry. Okay. What is the tag that will actually do damage to the Lord Marshal? Like necrotic no, piercing burning etc no. etc et you said that there was a specific tag that that i could use t that can be used to attack one of his 
stats? Oh, one moment. Let me go look at your character sheet. Try and see what we're talking about. I don't think there's like any specific tags you need to attack an overload. You just need to create an advantage, which is narrative, and then you you do damage normally. Oh, because I was going to pull out a rocket launcher. The orb. (laughs) If you had the orb, that's this weakness that does something uh, different. Uh, I don't have the orb, but I do have other things at my disposal. <laughs> um, also, the overload is half something else, so we cannot hurt him anyway. And That's why I'm trying to figure out what will actually damage a stat. Weakness. So we need the orb in order to hurt him at all. <laughs> we there's other ways. We can there's beat other him ways in combat. Yeah, we can beat him in combat. But we can't hurt him. So uh, I also have to follow up with he his heart of ice also activates, which is when you deal with someone you have a bomb with or has a bomb with you, you make another hard cut against them immediately. Like it's it's the follow up to, it's the custom move that follows up to this whole fucking combo he has. Um, I'm specifically going to use that to separate you from Steph, so that you guys are like you know you're up on the scaffolding and you guys are down the star destroyer. I just want to follow up with that for people listening. Good thing. And also, um, so you have unlimited power, and your touch burns and scars me. Uh, since I am a swamp ogre, I'm weak to fire, so I guess that would count for it? Yeah, he also has um, uh, the evil's touch, which means his attacks are necrotic. Ah, perfect. Whoa. So your damage is necrotic, and yeah, he did touch and burn and scar you. Just touching the overlord leaves, like, I'm not even going to like be like, it does something you know mechanical to you. It's like... You have vicious burns and scars emanating out from wherever he touches you, like you're taking fast-acting, like, corrosive radiation damage. Like, it's that kind of burns and scars. The literal kind. (laughs) The walking ghost kind. The Vader kind. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing with Vader. Like, Vader chokes people because he can't breathe. It's a very simple metaphor. The Emperor's an evil wizard. He has evil lightning. The Lord Marshal's very touch like warps and scars and hurts you the way let you know that kind of stuff happened to him and the soldiers he used to treat and stuff like it's it's a whole thing you know black hole radiation and shit and mixed up into like you know war wounds this is what you get for disaffecting your wounds too hard now it burns yeah don't do that if you're damage so can i jump into the the portal that he's made to to try to keep up with shining peak because his cut was specifically to separate you two, you're going to have to uh, throw something at this. Something that might cost a resource or be an implementation of one of your moves. It's Probably a getaway. getaway. Yeah, at least a getaway uh, to like try and like bridge the gap and overcome that, that kind of change to the battlefield he made. Ah, uh, I have lots of useful things. Ah, uh, there it is. You have lots of useful things. Useful things will take care of this. <laughs> um... My, I fire up my useful rocket rocket launcher and speed towards where where Shining Peak is. What? So like you get the rocket launcher ready, tie a string around the rocket part, and fire it. Uh, no, <laughs> tie a string around you like a Looney Tunes cartoon. I was trying to think of like a rocket pack. 
Rocket Pack. Wiley Coyote, uh, this shit. Well, it would work though, right? Like, like you get a bit of Durasteel cord, you tie it around your waist, you tie the rest around the rocket, you load in the tube, you fire it, and you drop the tube, and the rocket will go on and drag you to him. Or like, or, or like Halo style, I, I, I point it away from where I want to go, and then backwards yeah. propel myself towards where I'm going. Or better yet, Fortnite style, rocket just fucking jump. jump on the rocket, ride right it. <laughs> There it is. Uh, I meant to say folding rocket pack, but hey, you know, I will I will do it Halo Fortnite style too. God almighty. <laughs> Alright. I'm going to cut away real quick so we can establish what Ian's stakes are, and then we'll start we'll start rotating back to y'all and start trying to collect you together. There's also okay. the TF2 option where you just rocket jump. Right? Just aim down. Yeah, exactly. That's a quick option. <laughs> Okay, so I gotta really check the world eater real quick. Blah 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 blah. Everything that's path, panic, destruction, a nightmare. Uh, whenever the world, whenever I give the world leader the spotlight, uh, whatever it feels like, it it moves forward a bit. So as you guys are being dragged down into the star destroyer hole to chase up, I'm gonna swing the spotlight to the Death Star slash the black hole as like it's like it's clearly moving closer and charging up on uh, the world of Lasat. And I will mark one of its three checks off. I I think I'm on that world. That's not. Yeah, you are on that world. It's getting closer, and you could see that it's clearly arming itself and priming. But we'll get there and swing ourselves back to Ian. Take your lightsaber out and prepare to open your block. (laughs) I just got to deflect this one blaster bolt. (laughs) (laughs) Sicarius, you are on Corbon. Uh, it's covered in like, how to describe it? Separatist installations. Um, there's clearly like a siege going on and you can see like a, a lot of Lasat and given and people from this place are like in a work camp of some sort or being, you know, shifted off to like build the, the installations here and like install military hardware. And you see Admiral Trench is here with you. He's with a bunch of droids in front of, um, a bunch of rebels that are like, kneeling in front of him and he has a pistol and he's like oh finally you got up what what what's going on brother what's what, uh, it's I, unbelievable what what's uh, what's what's happening who did we win did we succeed i i feel like we're not winning though looking around at all of everything Yes, yes, the Jedi are off doing their Jedi things. They'll patch it up post-haste. But this is an opportunity, brother. An opportunity we shall not pass up. That little cooking sound. what? Look, it's been fun doing this whole will-they-won't-they-on-opposite-sides-of-a-war thing that you and I have been doing. But I think it's time for us to get serious about what we're going to be doing after, you know... The Republic falls. There's going to be a new empire. There's stormtroopers everywhere, by the way, not clone troopers. There's going to be a new empire. And I recently, he has like a little hologram with like a man and a cloak in it. Got a pretty interesting offer from the new government that's being put into place. I think we make a great team together. I, you know, I've always said that, brother. Well, and he like hands you the pistol and gestures to the rebels. Why don't we make it official? I'll take the pistol from him. Okay, so just so I'm clear, we're executing all the hostages? 
rebels and they're uh, terrorists. So we're not executing them. We're bringing them to justice in this new system. Uh, it just doesn't, that doesn't sit quite right. Well, yes, we know that you're weak, brother, but you're going to have to get over this. This new boss isn't like the Separatists or Dooku. They're not quite as hands-off. So for your own safety, I need you to grow up really fast right now. Um, again, why, why the necessary execution, brother? Like, we, we've already beaten them. They're already down. We won. Let's go on our way. Let them live under us. They serve us. That's fine. That's it's good to have people serve us. Man, <laughs> this is taking a turn. Sicarius, have you ever read a children's story? Ah, uh, yes the uh, the spider and the snake. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, okay. How about we talk about the other children's stories? Like, where there's a hero who was born from devastation, he rises up and slays the evil ruler. It's very nice propaganda, but it does have an ounce of truth. You can't just let rebels live. You can't just let resistances exist. They have to go, or else the next generation gets ideas. So, gestures to the pistol, let's move this along, gestures to the sky, before your friends wrap this up. Look, brother, I've been around a little bit here doing odds and ends things with some of these Jedi and I'll agree they do weird things and it takes a long time to get things done they you, you know it really does they take the long way on everything but it normally turns out pretty good for all those involved as you're talking Trench is taking out a pistol and is about to shoot one of them in the head now, now, hear me out. Again. He is not having... hearing you out. Ah, brother, let's not do it this way. We, we both know this will end badly if we do it this way. Let's... The very next thing he's about to do is shoot this person. I'm going to move in front of the pistol. Get out of... He clicks and soldiers start coming over to get you out of the way and some of them start cocking their weapons. Not at you, at the people here. It's like, what, what do you think is going on here? Do you think I brought one pistol and if you get in the way of it, it's going to stop this? Do you think that I'm not going to do it the second you get out of eyesight? What are you doing? Could you commit to something, brother? You know what, brother? You're right. I will commit to something. And I kind of like fully stand up to my full height and like you know put my shoulders back and stop slouching and just you know puff out my chest a little bit look look i may be the younger brother and you may be smarter than me it's true but you're a dick all the time like come on brother why why does everyone have to die why does everyone have to be punished like it's not hard. Sure, sure. I've done a lot of assassinations in the past. I've done a lot of other things. And, you know, sometimes people have to die. But other times, people can just do their own thing. And if you let them be happy and uh, leave them alone, they'd be happy and leave them alone. And every now and then, you can get paid from them. Or you can get help from them. Or whatever. So I'm going to tell you right now. Back off or we're gonna get serious 
and I'm going to use an omen of things to come. I am a threat to the world. I am terrifying. Yeah, anything so not <laughs> I, anything not a threat. No, no, I know, I know. Uh, is is Trench actually a threat to the world? Yeah, he's a general. Okay, I didn't know for sure. <laughs> he's um, one of the original generals that didn't die. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, anything not a threat to the world flees the scene, and threats to the world hesitate their actions. He sighs, shakes his head. The best parts about you are when you when you are killing people. Honestly, look, I get it. You don't. You like to pretend that you're a good person and that the and that the world doesn't work the way it actually works. But just grow up. There are boots and there are throats, and our lot in life is to be on those throats, not to be under them. They're little people. They don't matter. They don't have feelings. They're meat. Just commit. You already are halfway there. Stop disappointing us. Follow your destiny. Just go with the flow. It's what you're good at. (sighs) I warned you, brother. Um, and I'm gonna start. I'm just gonna like tackle him. I'm gonna He's keep him busy. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep him hey, busy. We'll so keep him busy. Okay, give me a second here. Uh, that's 2d6. Oh boy. Uh, plus what is that? That would be plus courage. What you accomplish? What are you? What's your move? Uh, I'm trying to keep him busy. A, so that I gain a web, because I, I gain webs anytime I keep someone busy. Plus um, courage. Regardless of the result. So I need that. I need those. And then, yeah, I'm just trying to keep them away from directly killing civilians for right now. Um, All right, so you're going to so roll. Let's see how this goes down. Yeah, yeah, so that's a seven, which is on a seven plus, you buy some time. All their attention is on you for now. Yeah, so you just jump up and tackle him, and you guys are wrestling on the ground. Uh, As you're doing that, he's like, oh, I'm just going to make this easy for you. He starts to pull out from one of his robot hands what clearly looks like a detonator for bombs somewhere. You don't know where. Uh, And, like, as you're struggling, he's going to try and press that to just make this, just just simplify the problem. Okay. That is the stakes Um, that are going on here. Okay, then I am going to use a bear trap on his hand <laughs> so that he can't press the button. <laughs> God. So like, it's going to be like one of those, like, um, what do you call them in, in dead space? They have those like power tools that are like staple guns and stuff and like industrial tools. I just imagine one of those just to like staple one of his robot arms into the rock. Yeah. Yeah. Basically like, like I, the metal. I'm going to tackle him. And as like, I hit his arm, that's holding the detonator against the wall. It's just going to be like, tunk. And yeah, he's just stapled to the wall there. All right. And his attention's unable. on you. Uh, he's going to give up on trying to hit the detonator now that you've interrupted it. He's not going to try and pursue that, but he is going to try to bash you in the head with a rock. Okay. Uh, I assume that's overcome harm. Uh, Man, I should have thought up what Trench's stats are. He used to have stats once upon a time. <laughs> long, long ago in the olden days. Right? Back when uh, I had everything on hand. Okay, that's uh, that'll be blood, which means I should probably look uh, up his stats right now. Eight plus. Eight plus on overcome. 
on a seven to nine, choose one. Pay a price, take the 10 plus result, or create a temporary solution. Uh, temporary solution will delay the threat, but when time is up, uh, it'll be back in force. Did you pay um, a price for using moves against him? Well, he's a threat to the uh, world, and threat I'm to a threat, threat to the world. Threat to the world, right? Okay, Make that's sure that works, that right? So I'm going to pay a price to take the 10 plus result, uh, which will be I overcome the cutter move. Uh, okay, and then so. Like Cain and Abel before you, you two scramble on the ground and are fighting and it's quickly turning way more violent than uh, I think you uh, originally were expecting because he straight up goes for a rock on the ground and tries to brain you in the head with it and you grab his hand. The rock he grabbed is the orb. Oh. Like, he okay. tried to straight up cave your skull in with it. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pay a price, so I take a point of damage to overcome this. Yeah, all right, then if you pay a price, then yeah, he bashes your head in a bit. But not as yeah. badly as it could have been. Uh, and I'm going to try and take the orb out of his hand. So, because, like, clearly we need that. And how did it get here? It's supposed to be with 411K or her brother at the worst. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and take the orb out of his hand. Sure, we're going to swing away from you two. Yeah. Yeah, of course. As you guys are scuffling on the rock face. Uh, you guys are surrounded by, like, soldiers fighting. Like, there's a couple different battles going on on Korriban uh, right now. And every once in a while, you see, like, a red lightsaber uh, in the background. Maul is in the mix here. You can tell. Oh, boy. Shit's going on. So we're going to swing back to Zevin. Zevin, you can see the Death Star approaching. You can see it's starting to charge up. You can see it's getting ready to uh, commence Judgment Day. Uh, you have some information from the Lord Marshal. You have the beginnings of a plan. What's your move? Um, oh, I, I forgot. When in doubt, I have a move that just basically has uh, a, something plot relevant light up to show me uh, yeah. what I have to do next. Your lantern light. Okay. Uh, get all the force. Let's, cl let's close my eyes and see... What, what the force suggests. Okay, you center yourself in this place of absolute... Uh, what was the term that Ravenloft had? Sinkhole of evil? <laughs> that was the word. <laughs> in this absolute sinkhole of evil, you concentrate, you center yourself, and you reach out to your friends and your allies and people that could guide you on your journey. And because this place is so tainted and corrupted, it skips a channel, and you open your eyes, and you feel like you're not physically here but your mind or your 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 sight has been brought here you are on camp camino you're in an underwater facility everything's bashed in and flooding and there's dead zombies everywhere torpano old and wicked looking is sitting breathing heavily against the tank with a uh, cybernetically and like what's the term i'm looking for uh what's what's the word when you embalm someone What's the what's the uh, what's the chemical they use? Uh, formaldehyde. formaldehyde. Yeah, yeah. A cybernetically and formaldehyde and formaldehyde preserved uh, rudoir is like all broken up and injured and like is missing an arm and stuff and is just kind of laying next to her as they are taking a breath and they both turn to look at you. Wait a minute, I remember you. You're um, you're that Jedi, right? 
Right, right. Where are you right now? Difficult to explain. No, it isn't. Where are you right now? Lasette. Okay, awesome. you, ha you have to get to... You either have to get to Korriban, because that's where Sicarius and we were, or you have to get to... Um, there should be spaceships in the middle of this place, and that's where your other friends are. You gotta meet back up. One of them's gonna have the orb. Tora. I'll stop this. Yeah, uh, good luck on that one. I hope you do. Things got out of hand up here. We're, we're gonna see if we can't... There's some people who, who, who intervened and, and got me out of something, and we're just trying to pa pack up the pieces here, but... Uh, shit! Watch out for Anakin Skywalker! He's a fucking psychopath, and he's still out there. I'll keep it in mind. And uh, that, that kind of brings you back to Lasat, where the Lord Marshal is no longer there when you open your eyes. Well, hopefully uh, some some sort of uh, spacecraft is, because I need to get off of old Pronto. Dealer's choice. The entire franchise is kind of spread out and jumbled up around here. Oh, let's go the to the last round and bumble into uh, an X-Wing, why don't we? Fucking sick. The workhorse <laughs> of the fleet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're even in production at this point in the series, are they? Star Wars is fucking ridiculous about the X-Wing and the Y-Wings, because either they're new state-of-the-art war machines that just came out during the Clone Wars, or, as per New Hope, they're 80-year-old fighter jets that the Rebels had, had to refurbish and bring up and running and aren't anywhere near as powerful as TIE fighters. Star Wars wants both at the same time. Uh, wait, 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 since, since when are they nowhere near as powerful as TIE fighters? Well, like, you know, that's because the engineers are scrappy and, like, have really brought them back up to speed. These are supposed to be, like, Model Ts compared to Ferraris, basically, or, like, mass-produced tanks and shit. Like, they, they, they position the, the, the Rebel ships as either being, like, refurbished, mothballed, like, World War I tech and World War II, or it's cutting-edge stuff they stole from shipyards because some people are funding the Rebellion. And they do both. They say both at various points in franchise history. So, as far as I know, the thing about the TIE Fighter is always that it's the most cheaply produced piece of shit uh, possible. Just sure, the but it's the Empire new. just makes a billion of them. Yeah, but they're, you know, new. Like, they so didn't all the other put ships. a shield generator in the damn things. And, like, there's all the other ships, like the battle cruisers and the carriers and the support vessels and stuff, and the Rebel Alliance usually just has their ships and X and Y wings. Oh, yeah, their capital ships sucked. Yeah. Like, like they, they just position it both ways, as far as I, I've understood from the fiction and how they're changing things up with like the Disney and the expanded universe. Uh, well, fuck that. Uh, let's just go with the classic like silver paint job as well. Not that shit. Everything's in black. From oh my God. Films. Right. Yeah, there we go. All right. You take off into an X-wing and roar your way towards. Ah, uh, Korriban. Why not? Give me a getaway. I'm, it's been so long that I'm sitting here like looking. Is that a move or fucking yes, getaway? Is a move. Okay, it requires two d six. You're correct. And does anyone have grace? Any? Grace, roll grace. Oh, good. I think my grace sucks. Let's find out. <clears throat> Boy, it sure does. That's my worst stat. Okay. Uh -huh. What'd you get? Seven. Just All right, by what the is... skin of my fucking teeth. Yeah, what is what are, what are the results you're going to pick with that? Oh, yeah, okay. 
quickly avoiding harm, the, the, quietly with no attention. Well, uh, unfortunately, I don't have anybody to bring with me. Uh, you're alone, 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 alone. I think time is probably of the essence, so let's tear out of here uh, quickly. Avoiding All right, you, you do attract danger along the way as you start tearing out of there. Uh, you hear a thump behind you, and there's a dead stormtrooper missing an arm, crawling up past the astromech cockpit space in the in the X-wing, coming towards you with a psychopath grin. Oh, joy. As Mike has arrived. Hmm. But we'll get back to you in a moment as we go back to the Overlord fight. So you guys have just smashed into an Imperial Star Destroyer, both of you uh, and the Overlord. All right. I have whipped out a sniper rifle that has ranged and piercing. And I am going to shoot at the Overlord's... One of the, the, the bits of him that is not covered with natural <laughs> organic armor. So like his eye or his mouth or something. How to... about the big lightsaber hole I put in him? He does yeah. have a lightsaber hole. Yeah, the big lightsaber hole. To, to aim at the stat because it's piercing. Yeah. Um, to aim at the stat cannot be damaged. In combat. Okay, so here's here's my question: Are you a threat to the world? No, so I have to okay. do pay a price. So here's right. Well, first you need advantage over the Overlord. Uh. So you and Peter need to work together right now because you're gonna have to try and attack the Overlord directly, and you can do it. You okay. can absolutely take this guy out. If you guys kill the Overlord, the set piece doesn't end, but that's gonna significantly make things easier. Uh, the Overlord, for his uh, for Lord Marshall's turn, gets up from the wreckage, still holding you in uh, in his throat, Shining Peaks, and with a wave of his free hand, all the Imperials on board drop dead, and before their bodies even hit the floor, they reanimate as jerky uh, Kandarian demon zombies. <laughs> like just a wave of his hand, uh, like like to like pass them off, and they're already back and like ready to swallow your soul. <laughs> so you two. Get advantage on this guy, put a fucking hole in his gut. Well, I was trying to get an advantage so that Shining Peak could could uh, could do something, but I guess since I'm the one with the piercing, I need to get I I need to do the thing so Shining Peak can do the other thing. Exactly. Ah, uh, hey Peter, can you punch? Yeah, what do you got for us, Pete? Can Can you like throw some debris at his head? Well, I'm currently being hell, so it's kind of hard to you know punch stuff. But I guess uh, again, that puts you very close to the hole in his gut, right? Yeah, yeah. You could kick him in. You kick him in the hole in his gut. Sure thing. So <laughs> that must Star Wars of all moves. Kick him in his gut wound. I mean, it works for the Kylo Ren fight, and that fight was actually pretty good. Like him punching himself in his gut wound to get more and more rage to keep himself fighting. No, that's actually true. That was a pretty good fight. That's a solid goddamn bit of, like, fight cinematography and character development. Like, it tells you things about his fighting style and about how he internalizes combat. Like, he's... I, I genuinely enjoyed the first movie in the... In the uh, it has uh, its moments. As, as, just, as just a good 
pulpy Star Wars romp, you know? Yeah, it has its moments. And the fact that he's punching the gut wound he got from murdering his father when his father's best friend took revenge on his father's son is like, there's a Mm -hmm. lot to unpack in this idea of Kylo Ren punching his gut wound to keep his rage going so he doesn't pass out. (laughs) The destructiveness of the dark side at play. The dark side, not even once. Right? (laughs) All right, Pete, what do you got for us? Okay, um, so I'm going to say that, you know, he's holding me up like this giant thing he is, so I just brace myself against him, you know, him being the, you know, immovable object, and I'm the unstoppable force, and just, you know, put my, you know, feet on his wound and just, you know, squish into him, you know, pushing myself against my whole neck, and his, you know, arms are holding me, just to get into that. Jesus. To keep him busy. Right. All right, do it, Pete. Since you're both threats to the world, I assume you don't have to pay your price. Yeah, so that's an 11. All right. Okay, Steph, you have advantage. Uh, The overwhelming force and the immovable object of these two, like you can hear him screaming as he tries to keep his grip on you as your throat burns and melts. And like all the screens in here are getting dead pixels in their old CRT displays from the pure rads being pumped out by him and his rage. (laughs) Right. as he line, as, yeah, oh, he ahead. twists his body in such a way that like you can line up a perfect shot into there. All right. I line up. I take careful aim. I calculate the movement of through through the vacuum and I take my shot and it is 10 plus 1 11. Okay, so there's some there's some shit that's about to happen here cuz attacking the overlord's a big fucking nightmare uh, if you're not a part oh. of the world. Yes. It's it's I, fine. It's just I'll nightmare. take a damage and shunt it off to somebody else. One right. of my coterie. So, I oh yeah, someone just someone just explodes nearby. <laughs> Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger. Okay, so here we go. Overlord stats. Blah blah blah. You're difficult to harm, but it's impossible. Okay. So first you have to pay a price for attacking the Overlord. Now you have to pay a price for every undamaged stat he has. Uh, when you roll one, a 10 plus, I don't think you have to pay that price. Uh, instead, damage reset if you're... No, no. When you take damage, they must first pay a price for each undamaged stat you have. If you would be destroyed, instead, damage one of your stats at no cost to your attacker. You know, so you don't get destroyed instantly. Those two sentences yeah. aren't connected. Okay, so like, uh, finish them, you can have, like, oh, you damage them if you roll 7 to 9. But on the 10 plus, you can be destroyed. So instead of being the destroyed... prices, we can <laughs> pass this. This is uh, way too four, late to be trying to... Sorry, the four prices are for, like, are for them just not being insta-killed by a 10-up finish them. What do I have to do? Pay four prices. For the four okay, I will take a, I will take a bunch of damage and also shunt it to everybody I know. Uh, it's not a There's bunch. That's how pay a price works. Aww. Check it twice. You gotta, you gotta get back there. Three more. All right. All right. And one, two. This weapon. Spend some relevant gear. I will spend a bunch of gear because I have a ton of it's gear. Still relevant gear. Good idea. All right, yeah. So there you go. So now we go to damage one of your stats, and you get to choose because you have piercing. Uh, yeah. We cannot, perfect. cannot be damaged in combat. Yeah, alright, so that's going to be a big problem for him. Yes. So, half something else gets marked off. 
for the listeners, uh, uh, refresher, the Lord Marshal has Event Horizon, where you go, no one holds hope. Highliner, you can create wormholes and unlimited power. Your touch burns and scars them. So, uh, yeah, you shoot into him, and you're one of the few people who've been able to damage an overlord in our games, because usually it's a, <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, yeah, that round makes that nice, satisfying, uh, you know, sci-fi Foley sound effect that kind of, like, chunk and goes into him, and there's a spray. Yeah, he, wow. he takes to it, he drops uh, Shining Peaks and, like, takes a knee uh, trying to recover from that. The zombies are in play as like an incidental threat okay all right um he he's gonna start like trying to rip you guys apart basically so there's threats coming to both of you uh i'm gonna swing the spotlight though back to sicarius sicarius you guys are cane enabling it on the ground what is up uh yeah i'm at any time fucking drop on in okay yeah no i'm Trying to get the, uh, definitely just trying to get the orb, trying to get it out of his hands and push him away. So I have the orb and he's not within bashing my skull reach. I should have done this. I should have done this years ago. You've tried. You've tried. Your weakness makes you like them. You know, They're winning right now. You see that, right? Just he's not he's not acknowledging that. Just it's you, you're so much smarter. You, you how do you not see that, brother? How do you not understand being on the winning side? You, the winning always side jumping is the... sides to the losing side. You're always jumping sides to the losing side. I won this war for the Separatists on a bet, practically. And after the dust settles, this new empire and this new emperor will make me their right-hand man. Oh. Could this be the good moment to, like, for there to be the sound of uh, an ejector seat kicking in somewhere above them? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, tr- and, then a, and then a moment later, Trench's entire retinue getting flattened by an out-of-control X-wing, like right? a zombie clinging to the fuselage. Just cartwheeling through them and detonating as the hyperdrive goes off. Mm-hmm. Please Making a tiny fallout atom bomb explosion. <laughs> Please do. Just right? right about the time he's like, you know, you see, clearly I have packed back the winning side and everything is right, <laughs> and everything is in my hands. You know, you don't understand. Look brother. at these bad motherfuckers I have backing me up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right into the bad motherfuckers. As this is happening, the, the, the line he was saying is, you don't understand, brother. This new emperor has foreseen all of this. He knew this was coming. He orchestrated it. This is all part of his plan. He's reached out to me. He was the Phantom Menace, and he's recognized that I'm like him, a person who's on the other side of the boot. Oh, brother. <laughs> and then just, boom, crash. Yeah, <laughs> explosions. <laughs> Okay, yep. so Trench's action is he is still trying to murder you. Uh, <laughs> Ian, you got to do something about that. My action will be to... So, um, I need to have hold of the orb securely in my hand. And then I can use my last web to go into the shadows and leave the scene. I just, I'm not there anymore. You're a piece of shit is what you are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just, I don't want to be part of this 
like train wreck. Oh um, but I need to have the orb in my hands. Uh, so I'm just trying to think of what move would be get away. The orb. Get away. Get away. Okay. Yeah. 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 Take the orb with you. Yeah. Get away yeah. with it. Okay. Okay. I'll rule getaway. What is that? That's grace. I'm also trying to double check if the general has the same weakness as the overlord does, because that would be very useful right now, considering you have the orb. Ooh, um, let me see here. Do, do, do. Oh, sh Oh no, only the overlord has these moves, and my only weakness is one of his moves. Okay. Oh, yeah, my heart, my cuts are allowed to be as hard as they want when I'm uh, the overlord. I don't have to be like, oh, he's going to get you, Steph and Peter. He can just yeah. get you. He's allowed to just get you. Yeah, but you don't have to always want that. Yeah, but I barely ever do it. <laughs> so I'm rolling You guys getaway. Are, are, are fucking great at this shit. Yeah, but it's already almost midnight. <laughs> so. Yeah, right? Uh, ooh, that's lucky. That'll be an eight. Whew. Getaway oh, is nice. not one of my good stats. Uh, on a seven nine, choose one. Uh, you grab. I'm gonna choose the. You grab someone nearby, and instead of it being someone nearby, I'm gonna grab the orb. Absolutely. As the spider, don't you have an upgrade to getaway that lets you automatically do some of this stuff? Uh, it does, but it has. It costs a web. Just spend your web then. Um, no, because I need to spend my web to use oh. uh, into the shadows to fully gotcha, leave. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. yeah, otherwise I would have. I, I, I looked at that too, you're right. Fair uh, enough. I do have um, multi-dextrous, which I think allows me to get away with an extra person or thing if I need to. So why don't I get away? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to grab, um, yeah, I'm going to grab De uh, Zevin and... I'm going to yeah. grab my brother and leave. No, uh, come back, brother. Let me kill you. No, I'm going to grab Zevin and the orb, <laughs> and I'm going to use uh, Into the Shadows and just walk away. I'm just going to be like, goodbye, brother. I'll it never was... stop haunting you. I'll never stop. It, it was nice to do this. I will, but, um... I will hunt you down for eternity. You will never be safe. Not you or your children or your children's children's children. Yeah, have, get fun, get yeah away. have fun with whichever the fucking killers that was. And my experience, like just a exploding starship, is just enough to get him fucking Randy. Um, <laughs> until you join my side, brother, you're gonna keep losing. It's you, you never bet on the right horse. Never. Admiral Trench, the war criminal, is allowed to exist as you get away from him and leave him on a burning witch moon full of zombies <laughs> and angry Kandarian demons. Fair. I mean, if he wasn't, if he wasn't a threat to the world, I would have just completely obliterated him. Right. I was thinking about it. This is a much cooler end for him than Anakin just stabbing him that one time, even though that was a pretty good end to him. Yeah. But, you know, being yeah. left on a on a nightmare world, it's it's pretty good. A uh, pretty good way to wrap up this asshole. All right, where oh, are you yeah. escaping to? Uh. You and Seven are now like talking to each other. Like you guys should touch fucking base. Yeah, I'm so gonna catch him up with everything I've learned. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll catch you up with the fact that my brother's a war criminal and yeah. Okay. You don't have to catch Zevin up on that. <laughs> Zevin's part of the Jedi Order. He knows who Admiral Trench is. I mean, Serious? I'm still going to catch him up. I hate to break this to you, but everyone else already knew that. <laughs> I mean, well, that 
you know, like people knew that he was a bit of a dick, but I don't think did did was was it really known that he was that big of a dick? There's literally a tribunal just waiting for the call to convene. Oh yeah. boy, he's um, like a mass murderer, like in the thousands. Yeah. Everybody's they got were family troubles. Going to exile me to the outer rim just for bringing him back to testify, even though you know it would have saved the universe. He's that much of a turbo dick. Oh boy. Um, Was it French that tried to use that anti organic bombs or something like that? Or was it someone yeah. else? Uh, probably, yeah. He's a huge asshole. <laughs> he shoots on civilian ships. He sh shoots down medical ships. Oh boy. He's, he's um, a nightmare. Yeah, so, so you know, uh, that aside, okay. I, I got the orb <laughs> and we desperately need to get this back to. Uh, 411KM because I'm gonna let the, only needs this. I'm gonna let the Death Star take the spotlight as it gets closer to Lasat. One away. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yep. No. We we need to go. We need to go now. Yeah. So let's try and find another another ship. <laughs> We're going through them in kind of a hurry. Or unless unless the force is Amy is pointing me toward uh, them being on this world, which I don't think they are. No, you're able to kind of feel out where the Overlord is because you can see the damage happening on that star destroyer and all the radiation leaking out of it and the metal. Screen. Oh yes, yeah, so there's like a bunch of fucking ex a bunch of punch uh, uh, shockwave shaped explosions ripping through its hull. It's like ah that, yeah, and and out of the that would of the be hull, shining peak. <laughs> out of the seams of the hull, like water droplets or like insects on a rotten log are like uh, Imperials that are zombies just falling out of the ship from the damage it's taking. It's starting to crash. Yeah, that would probably oh be where Shining Peak and the Overlord are then. Okay. Yeah. The Star Destroyer is about to crash on Hoth, by the way. So as you guys are going to beeline there, let's swing ourselves back to the Star Destroyer. Uh, the Overlord is going to make a cut as hard as possible against you two, and it's going to be to, like, just pump out radiation from its wound and damage you guys. Simple. Uh, necrotic. So just damage. Yeah, okay. yeah, just take it. And it's necrotic. Mm. So what does necrotic do? It means it's, it's a bitch to heal. Okay. Yeah, it takes, like, two healing things yeah. to heal it. Mm. It'll slow you down a bit. So double damage and doesn't heal on its own. Okay. Again, I shunt the damage onto somebody else. Another droid explodes. <laughs> so <many. laughs> Man, the oh, power yeah. of friendship is fucking awesome. Right? <laughs> I, I do have to point out, because this is specifically the Overlord move Evil's Touch, it's not just you take Necrotic. If any of your companions take damage, they permanently die. So it's mm. like it's like your droid bodyguards are like exploding and melting in like nuclear fire. This is very <laughs> internal exalted. Well, hey, stockpiling friends for the final episode finally paid off. We don't need any right? more for this. Yeah. Right? Right? They'll go on to do other TV shows and have a career and have an IMDB page. You did their service to them. You got them to the finale. They're gonna get into syndication one day. <laughs> Um, All right. Since yeah. I, since I still have my uh, my sniper rifle with ranged and piercing, I'll take take aim at the zombie horde and do damage to them. Well, it's not area though. 
is it? Well, uh, how big is the horde? I mean, why don't you just spend a use of useful and say that you throw like a gas canister in front of the horde, then shoot it with your sniper rifle because that's piercing and super accurate. Oh, that's good. Okay. Idea. Yeah, that works. Hey, narrative <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. We've added area. <laughs> I have altered I have altered the tags in this in, in this location. Pray do not alter them further. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, as for myself, looking at this giant guy that finally lets me go just to do a wave of radiation, I go back to that uh, you know giant slayer and what have taught me. And since he's a force user, I'm going to use my Terra's casting master you know gear to get an oh advantage God. of him. Oh my <laughs> as God. I come in with a fighting stance to you know hit his chakrams or whatever just to disrupt him. And then do a one punch punch at him just to damage him without trolling, because you know I just you know, patch into the stratosphere, it seems. Okay, Take you damage. have resources you can spend on this asshole? Yes. Alright, so you don't have to pay a price, and if you're if he takes damage, you just have to pay a price for each one of his moves left. So he has three left, pay three prices, and is it piercing? Uh, no, it's not piercing. It's dangerous, because I'm punching him. Oh god, that makes that means a kid. Okay, so those zombie stuff are dead because dangerous means it's an area attack that he can't control. So oh. when Shining Peaks, uh, you you what you wampa punch him like it was like a Star Trek haymaker or something. You hit him <laughs> so hard, the bridge detonates. Like you're all like, you, yeah. Like for one km, it's dangerous, which means Pete can't say that you're safe. You get fucking thrown. Okay. Yeah, I'll just uh, only, like collateral damage, like times three or something like that. Yeah, it's so much collateral damage. The Star Destroyer just got split in half down a line behind yeah. the Lord Marshal. Yeah, why totally anime, turn? anime style, 100%. Yeah, I did like the twins or whatever for that uh, Star Wars Visions or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I've never seen Visions yet. I haven't even watched it yet. That'll be fun. Yeah. I forgot. You're not missing much. Oh, wow. Oof. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get rid of Event Horizon. Where you go, no one holds hope. Because finally, the theme song that we might have had might start, and you guys might start, like, turning this tide on this dude. But yeah, the Star Destroyer splits down the middle and detonates as you guys are crashing into Hoth, uh, which means you're all being thrown off a ship at terminal velocity. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, overcome that. Oh, uh, my cuts can be as hard as I want. So yeah, this explosion just goes off. I'm going to separate y'all. You know what's... You know what would be really cool? I'm going to use my ability... Noble bearing. Yeah. Your allies are always available when you need them. Oh, so fuck. so they swoop in and save save us save us in their ship at the last minute. So like uh what's his name? His the, the guy, the, the fucking guy. You're that like in session one, uh, Holden rescued a fucking necromonger and he's been your pilot the whole time. Oh yeah. Yeah. what's his name? Pilot. Krell Krell Duran. Yeah. 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 All right, well, okay. that's the name of that Jedi, that asshole. Yeah, the, the war criminal. So the Necrobor, the real one, I guess, or like a ship that Pong Krell has been able to like co-opt, swoops on in to grab uh, 401KM. You're in too much devastation, Pete. You're in three de destructions around you. And uh, like shoots a, a magnetic harpoon at you and just flies away with you. You're like, it's real slapstick, but you get out of there. <laughs> I was I was trying to summon um, Zevin and Sicarius, but this works too. 
Oh, they're going to be here. They're on the way in their ship. You don't want them okay. in the middle of this. Okay. They don't want to be fair. here. That's fair. Why would they want to be in the middle of this? Who would want that? You're like, hey, Sicarius. Hey, Zevin. I'm in the middle of a bus crash. You want to join? <laughs> and they're like, right, no. That's fair. No, not Let's today. Let's find out if that hole in the guy's stomach is the socket he was talking about. <laughs> it is absolutely not the socket he was talking about. <laughs> you fucking psychopath. <laughs> Uh, okay uh so a lot of things happen uh so krell like looks at you from like the fighter jet he's stolen and from the uh from like the the co-pilot seat in the back you see rubar with his hand out slowly towing you in closer to the ship uh, um <laughs> like n- normal day rubar not you know uh zombie rubar right, uh, right, right. <laughs> the star destroyer crashes onto hoff and explodes and creates a gigantic fucking like mess a great they use miniatures and models and stuff it's perfect uh holden <laughs> and sicarius can arrive on scene at any time and uh rip the furling nuclear wonder jesus <laughs> again you know <laughs> oh, it's right. uh Sorry. and yeah shining peaks you're just gonna be like in the middle of the explosion so i'm gonna let you guys come together before the lord marshal shows up Meanwhile, the furlings are just like making just, like, exaggerated jack off motions in the air like oh no not another ice age on off yeah <laughs> I just imagine it being like Ewoky, though, like, yub, nub, yub, 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 nub. Jack off motion. (laughs) (laughs) Sassy little bears. (laughs) That's why they became zombies. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I will let you guys coalesce together uh, as a team and do your team pose before you start figuring out what you're doing. Okay. Well, once... Zell sets me down. Or once I get rescued by Rudwar and Zell, I tell them to, to go find Shining Peak so we can patch her up. Yeah, you guys can you guys can all come together. Okay. Somewhere Zevin senses the pilot's sadness that like after all this time, like <laughs> she's the four one one KM still doesn't know Krell's name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I just must have Close one of those- Close up on those NPC sorrow. Mm. <laughs> He's like, it's okay. I just want to have one of those faces and names and backstories. And presence. <laughs> Thank you, Bobble. Why are you into the ship? Uh, Why are you on the necroboard? That's where we installed you. <laughs> now, I mean, that's how ship works. Right. Uh, the see there and it disappears from your pool. Part of the ship. Part of the crew. <laughs> Uh, I, I I'm definitely gonna give uh, Kim the orb. By the oh, way, thank you. You're welcome. It was my brother kind of had it, I guess, or it was on the ground. I I don't know. He he tried to bash my head in with it. it was, I got some sticky it fingers. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're all right. I don't know how we got separated. I. Have no idea either. I'm gonna <laughs> catch them up as best I can, which is still a bit wibbly wobbly. But he hit the button. Okay. It sounds like a multi-dimensional wibbly wobbly time thing that went off. I'm glad someone here understands the technical details. <laughs> techno babble, techno babble, techno babble for the audience. It's some sort of. Right. Exactly. I make sure to particularly explain to her that uh, 
the doctor is is fighting back and they're somewhere and the, he built a socket. It may be unfortunately placed, but you know, we'll get to that when we get to that. The is socket it the in hole the in his Death cat? Star. <laughs> There's some kind of moon floating around. That would be my best guess. Mm. There, there we I go. Thought, I have the force to eliminate guesswork. So, <laughs> yeah, you're getting a very strong feeling from like the different presences around here, probably including Jedi who are caught up in this. Who kind of, you know, they might not know what's going on, but they know what hope is. They're kind of like pushing you along where you got to go. And yeah, you get a pretty good sense that the Death Star might also be his base. Like the Death Star might be the abstraction for the actual device going off. Oh, Death Star gets so much. I know, right? Anyway, the yeah. Death Star gets marks off the last one by getting to Lasat. Oh fuck! And the fires. Oh fuck! So you guys get to see what the Death Star looks like when it's shooting a world. And if you don't remember, you guys have vaguely interacted with the original trilogy and the Death Star and the Emperor in various ways. So this is all making sense because oh shit! Holden, during the Clone Wars. The, the, the Death Star plans that were on Genosius, that was something that started to kind of get out a bit. Like there were hints and rumors of them building a thing. A lot of things are starting to kind of loop themselves together now that you're, uh, you're here in the middle of it. Uh, if we get out of this, we absolutely have to stop Palpatine from doing this shit. Yeah. Wasn't there something yeah, well, from the Che Guevara guy also about those giant kinds yeah. of pistols? It's like a whole thing, but that takes place a little bit later in Rebels era, right before New Hope starts in, uh, what was it, after yeah, the Battle yeah. of Yavin, A-B-Y-19. So no, I'm, thinking, so I'm thinking for the next minute or two, it's probably going to be KM and Sicarius' show. Is, I rather imagine Zevin is a bit out of commission for a minute or two in the wake of um, planetary planet. genocide going off within the... Oh yeah, the the Space beam column. from the the yeah. beam from the Death Star hits that part of the the cylindrical universe you're in, and the whole thing just detonates. Like even where the beam wasn't, they just all at once like a bunch of explosions went off, and that whole section like crumbles like um, I don't know like stucco or or poorly maintained porcelain, and the other two segments just slam into each other and collapse, and the cylinder's diameter gets smaller. Well, mm, this is bad. Now, the World Eater can be fought. The Lord Marshal's distracting you from that. Was that real? Did that... Was Lestat actually destroyed? Is this a hallucination? Is this an illusion? I don't know how real this is, but it's not a hallucination. We have to move. Rudwar and Torah approach, and then Rudwar and Torah approach, but they're older and look much more worked over. You guys seeing them for the first time? Like, cybernetically enhanced, clearly one of them's clear they're both, you know, not Jedi anymore, and they come from different directions. And both Rudwar at the same time start saying the same thing at uh, 41KM. Stop. And one of them starts speaking. It, we don't know what's happening here. But if we move forward, if we solve this, this might not actually be happening in real time. This might be a prelude of what could happen. These might be possible. Uh, these are possibilities. The older Ravagery War, these are different destinations for these worlds, and they're the worst ones. We could just spin them off of these worlds, and they'll go back to where they came from. And we fight this with, I hold up the orb, this. 
uh, the older Rudbar and Tora like back away from it because the light of it actually burns them a bit because mm. they're not quite all there anymore. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the the two younger Rudbar and Tora do not look super happy about that. By the way, they're like, oh fuck. <laughs> they're like, we make mistakes in the future. Oh no. Well, <laughs> this is the the collection of the worst of all possible futures. Let's set in mind. Old Atora's like, listen, the last time this happened, the Lord Marshal's distracting you. You can fight the machine. If you stop the machine, you can hold it off from breaking the rest of this place. If this place collapses, it's over. That's what the older version of me said last time I was here. All right. Well, let's go break the machine. As, uh, as you're all saying that, you can hear the scraps twisting and bending from the Star Destroyer as Lord Marshall raises up out of the debris <laughs> to his full height and starts lumbering towards you all. Hmm. Ah. Well, since I am the Ascendant, I have taken that move where once I take a course of action, I cannot you know, stay away from it. I guess I'm fighting the Overlord here. All right, you face off against the Overlord. The rest of you have to go and deal with the World Eater and uh, the older Rudolph. Doctor! I'm playing Heart of Fire. I'm burning my bond with that motherfucker. I've kept it all this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor, the socket, where is it? You get a, you get a, like the the, the Lord Marshal recoils from you because you literally have his weakness. (laughs) Remember that? (laughs) His weakness Ooh, is can absolutely kill this asshole. By the way, killing the Lord Marshal, the monster, is not the same as killing him, the man. Oh, good. Killing the man is the easy way out. If you killed the man back there when he was talking to you, this or, this general would just immediately, this Lord Marshal would immediately evaporate. And so would have Trench. They would have left this scene if it was the easy way out. Hmm. But something worse would have happened later. No, no, it just would have made me a big fat shithead. Yeah, oh. it, Je- Zevin Dre could take the easy way out and be a bit of a murderer and, you know, <laughs> go against his principles and kill the dog. A dark side point. Who does. <laughs> well, it's not. You can't. You yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. You can't abstract this, that. It, you know, I know you're joking, but, like, for listeners, because listeners might be used to the D20 system and stuff, it, it's more. It's more, yeah, you have a choice, and the choice is meaningful. You can kill the Lord Marshal here and take the absolute fucking easy shortcut. Just like in like that Metal Gear game where you can advance the clock to kill the old man. Or you could do it the fucking hard way that drags it out. Yeah, but wasn't the whole theme you were going for is that the dark side is the easy way, blah, 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 bad things will happen. Yeah, I'm a Jedi, so. That's That's just my Jedi shit. Yeah. Yeah, like that is a theme that's real, but like if 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 um if Seven kills Lord Marshall as a doctor, he's not gonna five seconds later put on a breathing device and like <laughs> immediately his lightsaber will turn red and immediately his face will become deformed and he'll have cat eyes like the nightman. That's not how it works. <laughs> that mean, happened to you... Anakin because Anakin killed fifty children in like two seconds <laughs> after he choked his pregnant wife to death. Okay? That's why it Fall happened to, the to dark Anakin. Run, speed run any percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dead children pass. Uh, Palpatine like doesn't look Palpatine doesn't look the way he looks in all three trilogies because he once stiffed a waiter's tip. He did that to himself. Uh, it's like Fable One, where like some door wants you to look evil, and if you're a good guy, you could just eat fifty little chickens and you know 
You're like, oh my god, you're awful. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, Lord Marshall coming at us. Yeah. So uh, does he get exposed to his weakness? Yeah. Who is someone going to do that? Expose him to his weakness might actually knock some, like, knock out an opportunity to you guys. Because you're spending a bond to distract him, so he is locking on to you. Um, does someone want to like just use their present the weakness? Uh, like wave him at it, or like it's a laser now. Remember? Oh, oh my okay. god, that's right! All oh. right, yeah, I fucking laser him. Uh, one of your stats is immediately damaged. Your choice. Can I shunt that one, or is this like an unavoidable damage? You can oh. either destroy Heinliner or Unlimited Power. You can just choose. You just pick. She's asking if, if she can shunt off her stat to like kill another one of her robots. Yeah, that's sure. what I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's plenty of robots around. You know, that's that's why I accrued an army just for this um, scenario. Oh, yeah. Like, I think Exploding um, the is separate from that, so you don't have to even pay for that, but... Uh, yeah, somewhere, one of the, somewhere one of the smug furlings just explodes. He's not even a nub. Somebody went to college. Come on, um. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to take out his wormhole powers or his ability to burn and scar you with a touch? Oh, wormhole, so you get it on the way. Yeah, wormhole. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Oh, I should roll for this. No, oh. you don't roll at all. You just you oh. just have you just have it, and you point it at him, and it happens. That's why weaknesses are amazing. Oh, yeah. neat. Okay, cool. So, uh, so down he goes, like being shunted back like a goddamn wraith by the power of that light. Like you see, like layers of metal and darkness just bleed off of him, like uh, like washing dirty clothes in a river. That's it's like shining peaks moment. Yeah, make a return to the scene. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, like the Lord Marshal is quote unquote focused on Holden, but like I'm just gonna say that he's paralyzed with indecision right now. That seems to be the best it, way to go about this. If Shining Peaks wants to uh, punch to him into bone shards. Oh, you know what? Let's just say that it's a uh, it's a uh, you have advantage because of what Holden and uh, or what have Zevin and the Four One Came have just done. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so orbital fist drop. <laughs> Do you want to wrap up that question about you know where's the you know weak spot before I start punching him? Yeah, I can wrap that up. Just kill this guy, though. <laughs> okay, so Shining Peak was falling slow, somewhat slower than everybody else, and now she just comes down with a haymaker from the sky. <laughs> One punch. Yeah. yeah, you're a monk. Monks can do that. punch of legend. Yeah. <laughs> you can slow fall, because you're a monk. <laughs> okay, I'll create some collateral damage here as I, you know, deal damage to him. All right, so the shockwave knocks you all back and, and you know, disgruntles you. Uh, <laughs> as, yeah, he just falls on the Lord Marshal. Kaboom! Did you do it, Pete? Did you yeah, win? I mean, Are you winning? Yeah. I have the, I mean, I said the deal damage. I have that, you know, move that auto deals damage. I don't even have to roll. If I do it with blood, I just take 10 plus. All right, so... Uh, the, the 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 what do you call it the the debris the cloud the damage it settles and you're just in the middle of a crater with nothing around you he's gone <laughs> you did it 
Like, I know it's anticlimactic, but yeah, you destroyed him. He, he's gone. Didn't even leave anything behind. There's no dark you side vaporized. to his explosion. You vaporized him, Pete. That's a... Oh, it's, a, it's a crater, you knock people around. What do you want? You want me to break someone's leg? Ian, your arm gets broken. Okay. Well, you're six or eight hours. You're still missing one arm, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have a bunch of extras, baby. Yeah. Did you get a thing for the one missing arm you have? I think he's just still missing the arm because he didn't get enough time. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I got a robo arm. Yeah. I got okay, a robo arm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good, good, good. You're still missing an arm. That's useful. <laughs> uh, no, take off no, my no, no, no. <laughs> healing herbs that are giant and heal myself with three damage. Ba-dum, ba-dum. So, what now? Oh, All right. I was going to use healing spray on you if you didn't have any of, of your own. Okay, we just have to get aboard the Death Star and get the orb to. There's there's a place at the bottom of his facility. It's not the, actually the Death Star; it's his facility. At the bottom of it, where all the lens work and machinery and the experimentation that would fire off into the black holes is is a harness to shackle in the uh, the deadlight prism. You just got to get it there. That sounds like it probably ought to be around the firing lens, the dish. Maybe. Yeah. It moves closer to Hoth to punctuate the death of the Overlord. Perhaps. Well, we could use a pickup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Krell has a jet that could fit two people and tow someone, so he's going to start looking around for ships and just kind of look at you guys like, what, what do you want from me? There's no ships here. They're all up there in the space. So he can take three people total. Yeah. Two well, two people and one being and and for one can being towed. All right. Okay. Fine. So I'll use my or mighty we leap. Kick him out of the pilot seat and just and that's you know. I'll use my mighty leap so I can jump wherever I can see. <laughs> oh, sure. oh my god. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll meet you on the dish. Jesus. Sure, why not? Well, All, right. All right, Hulk leap. <laughs> Fly to the space. All right, so you leave Krell here on Hoth as the Death Star approaches and gets closer and fly your way to the Death Star. She launches okay. herself to the, to the Death Star, yes. Krell st- sits there with Rudwar, Tora, Rudwar, or Rudwar, Tora, Torah and Oldwar. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, we hope this isn't real. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. You were a really great raid, man. <laughs> a really great raid? Oldwar. I don't know what any of that means. Oldwar. Oldwar? Yeah, never mind. Old World of Darkness? Did none of you play fucking WoW during Wrath of the Lich King? I have no. never... Wait, I once played yeah. WoW for about 10 levels as a gnome, and I, I only spent it making money mining and doing absolutely nothing else, including quests. So I know absolutely nothing about WoW except how to mine copper as a gnome in the starting areas. That's it's, all it's I know. Reg- Old War is generally regarded as like the best raid they've ever had. Oh, okay. Oh, Old War. Oh, yeah. That was that was a pretty obscure reference there. 
It's good. It's good. I like it's it. Obscure, I like obscure, obscure, obscure geek thing. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that like an MMO? I, I, I've, I've ruined around? the session. I've ruined the session. We have to scrap the whole recording and start over now. <laughs> um, so is this World of Warcraft like EverQuest or Anarchy Online? Yes. Yes, but Interesting. with fewer players these days. <laughs> is it? Was it made by Richard Garriott? Sure, why not? <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys take off in that ship and you fly towards the Death Star, towards an opening in the vessel. Um, who do we want to start with first? Oh, there's a bubup. Probably made Shining by Peaks. Shining Peaks Impact. Right? <laughs> it's like the ship of, you know, Princess Leia waking up in space and doing the hyperspace run. Right? <laughs> It's amazing. I love that. It's a great gif. Yep. Okay. Uh, Shining Peaks, you smash in through one of the many windows on the Death Star that are there. I don't know. There are windows. There are windows on the Death Star. We've all seen them. Yep. Uh, and you are inside the Lord Marshall's facility, and it looks super familiar. You can even see that you're orbiting the uh, the twin black holes, and there's, like, lower in the installation, like, from the windows you can see down, that there's, like, something shooting into them. Uh, that's like causing stuff, like the beams splitting into them. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll start smashing through the walls, going towards where the beams are coming from to hopefully find the source and stop it. Okay. Uh, Shiny Peak, when you break through one of the walls, you find yourself in a place. You don't recognize it. It seems to be old architecture, but it looks new. Uh, everything is shiny. Everything is is sort of like modern and technological and I don't want to say paradisical, but it looks very like re old Republic. And you're in a building. It's large. It looks like an estate. It has levels to it. Art, statuary, servant droids walking around. And it feels, you can feel a tug in it deep in your gut from the Macrochlorian. Okay, let's follow the gut. You're in a room. And after you go through a few doors, there's some sort of, like, display area. And in a glass case, being, like, uh, behind, like, a ray shield, is the orb. Hmm. This is strange. We have one of those. I take the glass off and I pick it up. It's behind a ray shield. Oh. Well, I guess I listeners, could... ray shields are the impossible ones you get a key card for. Go to the wall and start the old... Tearing the wall down so the ray shields goes down from that side. Yeah, yeah. So whenever ray shields come up in, in Star Wars tabletop games, that's the first thing the smug player says. It's like, I'll just put my weapon into the side wall and carve out the emitter. The emitter is shielded by a ray shield. Uh, is this an infinite wall going to infinite directions? Look, the interior of the wall is ray shielded. The exterior is ray shielded. The, the artifacts are ray shielded and the emitters are ray shielded, okay? A rich person built this vault who didn't cheap out on security. You it's can't just shield all the way down. It's all ray shields. <laughs> they have their own generator, just like Naboo has in that uh, in the Phantom Menace fight. Powering the ray shields. Redundant everywhere. There are droids in here, though. They look like 41KM, basically. Like, they're that model of droid. Hi, does anyone have a keycard for this? Yes, I do. Could you turn the shield off? Why? Because um, a Maclachlorian made me want it. 
We and need to for, stop. We for need no to other stop. reason. We need to stop all of time getting destroyed forever. Oh, I'm sorry. The orb belongs to my master, and I'm not allowed to do anything unless it would... If, and I'm not allowed to, like, give away their property. Um, or really intervene unless my master's coming to harm. Who's your master? Some fucking human name. Well, if you don't help me, your master will also be destroyed because you know, all of time will be destroyed forever, which includes your master. Oh, that's logical. Okay. It walks over, turns off the ray shield, picks up the orb, and as soon as it does, you see a bit of like a shock go through its like hands and like its eyes blink off for a moment and it turns back on and it turns over and gives you the orb. Its serial number says 41KM. Thank you. Him? What? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just didn't hear you. I didn't realize you said Kim. Yeah, I said, thank you, Kim. Yeah. Anyway, Steph, I had meant to do that for Ian when Ian was looking for the orb after dealing with Trench, and I fucked it up and forgot because it's <laughs> been four months and I'm bad at this. That would have been mm. how you got the orb. Don't you get it? See, the orb you would have had would have been from the past because that's the orb you originally touched that made you sentient. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Interesting. The orb did it. Yeah, that was, that was it. That was all I wanted to throw at you as a fun little, like, you know what? Why don't we elaborate on your character just a little bit for funsies? Yeah, that's a neat little detail. And maybe that's how it always happened. Maybe your character always one day picked up the orb and gave it to someone. Oh, yeah, the droid says, Peter, that you have to give it back, just like in Infinity War. <laughs> okay, I'll give it back as soon as I'm done with it. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> Well, we'll see what this will survive being smashed against everything I've uh, run into. <laughs> smashed against everything. I mean, you know, in Confrontation of Roadmatch, I was about to grab the orb and just, you know, smash it across the face with it. Uh, so you guys land as well in this facility, and it looks like you basically smash in through a window and, like, you know, of the, the dark facility that's pumping out the energy, and you're all on the installation. Um, honestly, at this point, it's it's a mad dash. You just got to get there in time. I guess we should follow the trail of, like, smashed through walls. Yeah, yeah, because that's a good uh, uh, arrow to where Shining Peak is. Yeah. Yeah, so we start following through smashed-in walls, trying to find Shining Peak. Okay. I'm trying to see what the last obstacle for you to overcome is before you uh you get to the end, seeing as the overlord's gone and the set piece is just advancing constantly. Uh but honestly, I think with all the overcoming you've done, with all the kind of work you've put in, and the fact that we're so tired, you guys are gonna get <laughs> to the bottom of the facility. With two orbs? Yeah, Shiny Peaks has an orb that doesn't have the gimbal around it, and yours does. And the gimbal can't come off your orb, and the, the, the socket wasn't built for it. Had the Lord Marshal, like, he didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you try to put yours in, and it won't fit. It won't plug in. You can't pull it out of the thing once it's been installed. I, but I shiny... Have... It doesn't work like that. That would... It's not... They're one thing now. They're combined. Oh, well, Okay. But Shining Peaks has it. Like, you can tell it's the same one. It has the same striations and markings on it. Right. Well, let's socket that one. 
thank the force for time bullshit. <laughs> right? Uh, good thing the key to the this facility was in this facility all along. Right? Oh, thank, uh, and by the way, thank God, because I was afraid as soon as we got two orbs, we would get down there, there would be like two sockets, like <laughs> unfortunately placed directly below a giant piston or something, so. Uh, I would have said, oh no, this will be like, you know, the Soul River Paradox, where, you know, the Soul River meets this other Soul River, and they start merging or something. Oh God. I hate that I fucking know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> it was a good amazing. season, it lasted. But yeah, I it think was, I... It was, and then Tony J died, and the world became a worse place. Oh, he's a voice actor in that? Yeah, that would definitely change. He's the Elder since... God, yes. Oh, yes. he's so iconic, uh, though. There's no one in the I'm world the who can replace the him. There's no one in the world that can replace Tony J. There are people who can do good Tim Curry-ish impressions, but no one can do a Tony J, I've found. No one can do a Tony J, no. So, yeah, like, the climax of this was all the... The climax of this was not what just transpired with you plugging the socket in. The climax was everything that you don't remember before and everything that happened after. You know, throwing this all together, losing people, seeing worlds being destroyed, unraveling secrets. This whole thing has been the climax. And at the end of it, with just a weird bit of serendipity because these fucking demons literally architects were the architects of their... They're the architects of their own destruction. You would have never gotten the bits you need, and the Lord Marshal would have never gotten what he needed to solve this if they hadn't pushed the envelope. So you place it in, and things start to change. And really what happens is, is there's an explosion. It blinds you, it knocks your senses out, and when you all wake up, you're on a Republic carrier. It's orbiting uh, Lasat. Mm -hmm. the, the black holes at the center... Uh, they're still there, but when you look at them, they don't seem malevolent. You think, if a black hole could, they seem to just be another part of the cosmos. Just a piece of the machinery ticking away. I guess I look myself over to see whether I have the scars from this fight or not. You absolutely do. Ah, so it did happen. Yeah. There. The, uh, so the clones... The clone medics are patching you up. Uh, some of the, the there's like a, those those people who aren't clones that are like British are there, and it's like, uh, oh shit, whoa, what, what the fuck is this guy called? Oh yeah, ah, General Dre salutes you. Exhaustly returns the salute. We picked up your distress signals at the edge of the Strait of Messina and were able to realign our engines to come on through. We have the rest of the fleet coming on in. Um, what's the situation? There's a cult. Um, we pushed in pretty hard. The war is over. Grievous is dead. Uh, Dooku's been killed. Uh, the Jedi are wrapping it up. Wait, my... I need a priority channel to the Jedi Council on Coruscant. Yeah. Of course, General. We, we have a priority channel already open. Coruscant just reached out to us to see what our status was. The Chancellor himself is coming through now in the comm room. So I'm patched through the Jedi Council? Yeah, you go into the comm room, uh, just as you can see a cloak figure uh, ending a sentence, and all the clones turn in unison. I'm not going to say... You all die and are murdered by the Clone Wars or like the Order 66. What I'm going to say is an epic epilogue chase ensues where you guys get away. 
You mean Chinese just murders everybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. You know what? Sure, I didn't realize because they're not equipped to deal with you. Like, there's no way he's cloned. <laughs> I like, cannot lose a fight. <laughs> yeah, like, like you're not, you're not like every other Jedi. You guys, you guys are actually going to deal with this pretty, pretty easily. Um, but you guys get away from this uh, death trap. And are quickly brought into alignment with the end of the Clone Wars and Year Zero of the new Galactic Empire. Hmm. And your resistance yeah. and what you're going to do kind of starts here as you have more details than most, but are still a little bit out of the loop on some things. So there, on that note, finally fulfilling the promise we set out in the first episode with how this would go, this game would end. I think we can call it there on the credits. Ah. It's over. It's finally over. It's over. (laughs) This this episode has been cloning up our release queue for the last couple months. Yeah, it's been a lot, uh, listeners. There's been moves and relocations and COVID and a bunch of nonsense, so it's taken a while to get here. If it sounds like things are a little looser and not paced out, well, one, it's a game between a bunch of people who aren't professional writers, so what the fuck are you expecting? I don't mean that, fans. I'm sorry. You know how I get when I'm hungry. But... You know, we're happy to be done. We'll be happy to get some distance from it and think of what we might want to do next if we want to come back to this and do that potential season three. You listeners are about to go into the season, the the second show of this, Spiders and Snakes, which actually ended before this game ended and wrapped up ahead of time. So it's smooth sailing from out here if you're listening to this new and have been waiting for episodes to post. And if you're coming in from the future, uh, yeah, there were a bunch of inter... Do you not have a history book? Did you not look up what happened from 2020 to... The foreseeable Just, future. Look, we're in 2022. We're in February 2020. We there's a fucking end date on this. Look, anyway. we're, we're on February 2022. The other day, yeah. a bunch of shit just went down. If you want to check your history books. If you guys yeah. missed out of this, where's your hiding spot? Can we uh, join you? I just, I'm so sorry, listeners. Uh, from the future, uh, what a, what a, what a future you live in. Oh. Anyway. I was Devin. I was Stephanie. Peter. I was Ian. Hold him. And this was sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. <laughs>